We are in our series that God, we believe, God has given us here at Destiny for this year. It is, the series name is Renew, which means to make like new, to restore, to refresh, to rejuvenate, to renovate. There's some things in our life that we need God to restore. There's some things we need God to rebuild in our life. And part of that has been we've talking God restore our vision. And then we talked about the last two weeks, God restore our prayer. We can't do anything without prayer. It's got to be the core of who we are. Uh, today, I want us to move forward, and I want to ask you this question. Have you ever had your spouse ask you to go shopping with them? And you're like, okay, I'll go, honey. And you go shopping, and you look up and down, and you go from this store to that store to this store to that store, only to notice that after a couple of hours of shopping that she really didn't buy that much. And you're like, we drove all the way this far. We spent this amount of time to, for you to only pick up. You could have went to the local store about a mile from our house, got that in 15 minutes, and I could have stayed at home and watched the game. Come on now. They had my favorite show. We, we have all these things. And she's like, honey, that wasn't the point. The point, you missed the point. The point was for us to be together. You ever notice that when we're dating, we don't miss the point? Oh, we love being together. But after you get married, you can miss the point. I guess I'm the only one that's ever done that. Okay. We can, we can miss the point. You know, I was traveling with my, my son last year. We were getting ready, and we were heading back to a recruiting trip to Colorado, and we were excited. We are getting to meet Coach Sanders, you know, Coach Prime, and we are going to have this time to go on campus, and I was probably more excited than he was, to be honest with you. I grew up, you know, prime time, and, you know, all the, I, I, was, I, was, I was a fan, and so I was excited, but in that trip down there, I, I, we had like a 10-hour drive there, and it was a long trip, and he and I are yelling at each other about the way we're driving, and, you know, when you're in the car with somebody all day long, especially family, you get on each other's nerves, no one can drive right, no one can pick the right song, you know, all these things are going along, and so I, I looked at him on the way home and said, son, this has been really, really exciting, but you know what means the most to me? This right here. <laughs> all of us, all, all this long car riding back, and just... I don't want to miss the point. The point was not about, you know, the joy was not about getting to meet some of the Hall of Famers I got to meet on that trip. The point was you and I got to do it together. I think it's, if we're not careful that we miss the point many times. If we're not careful, we can miss the real purpose, the real purpose of things that are important. If we are not careful, we live our life just trying to survive this stage and get to the next stage. I've been there. Have you been there? If I could just, if we could just get these babies out of diapers. If we could just get these toddlers into preschool. If we could just get them into full-time school. If we can just get them to junior high. If we can just get them through high school. If we can just get them through college. And then grandbabies are coming. I mean, then life happens and you just go from one stage to the next stage and we are always living for what's ahead. We're always looking for what's next. And if we're not careful, we miss 
the purpose of today. If you're not careful, you're always looking and missing the stage as you're in now. And you'll miss it. Parent, don't miss it. It's going to go by just like that. Now when I come home, instead of having toddlers run up, Daddy, Daddy's home. Now I got my two dogs. That's it. <laughs> Molly and Harlow are the only ones excited when Dad comes home now. Nobody else is excited. Many times they won't even acknowledge me unless I go to them first. Used to, I, I couldn't get them off my legs when I walked in the door. Don't miss out on the purpose. Don't miss out on the small things. Don't miss out on the daily purpose. Don't get your mind so worried about the next that you miss out on the purpose for today. The purpose of your life is not just to get through today and get to tomorrow. I know sometimes it feels that way, and sometimes you're just doing good to make it through today. But your purpose is not just to survive today and to exist tomorrow. That is not your purpose. And may I go on to say your purpose and my purpose is not just our accomplishments. My purpose in life is just not about how many degrees I can have. It's not about how many businesses I can own. It's not about how big my bank account is. It's not about me raising even awesome kids. Those are all good things that have a purpose, but they're not the purpose in my life or your life. Today, I want us to dig in and answer that question. We're asking God to renew our purpose. Renew our purpose, God. Help us to know what our purpose is every day. I want you to ask God to renew your purpose today. In just a second, we're going to dig into John 17. And this is an amazing prayer that Jesus prayed in his life. And we know this prayer is because he prayed it in the garden the night before his crucifixion. When we think about the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer we study a lot because it is a model of prayer. It was Jesus teaching us a model and example on how to pray, but it wasn't really his prayer. You want to find out how Jesus really prayed? Go to the night before the crucifixion when he was sweating drops of blood because he had so much anxiety and pressure as he knew what the next 12 hours was going to hold in his life. He knew the pain, physical pain, the rejection, the emotional pain, the father turning his face from him. He knew that everything he was going to have to walk out, and he was really having high anxiety right here. And we see this prayer. Find out how Jesus prayed. Study this prayer. This will really teach us really how Jesus prayed. It's the model prayer. John 17, let's look at it now as we look at this. Let's look at verses one through three. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. Don't miss it. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one of you, you have given him. And look what it says, and this is the way. 
This is what Jesus prayed and stated. And this is the way. Let's say it together. This is the way to have eternal life and to know you. That's it. This is the way to have eternal life is to know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. We see something happening here that he says, this is the way to know you. May I state to you today the Number one purpose in our life, as you're taking notes, is to this, to know God and to make him known. This becomes our number one purpose in life, is to know God and to make him known. When I get this out of whack and out of order, everything else in my life will not add up. Everything else in my life, I'll miss the point. I'll miss the purpose. I'll think that's the purpose, only to live my life and realize I really miss the purpose. I really miss the point. And so today, I'm here saying, God, renew our purpose and uh, for all of us to realize our purpose in life. I don't care what you think your ministry is or is not, where you're at, if you are a follower of Jesus, your purpose in life is to know God and to make him known. Get this thing right and everything else, all the other dominoes will begin to fall into place. Listen, if you're gonna mess one thing up, don't mess this up right here. Get to know him and to make him known. This is our purpose. How many Star Wars fans do we have out here? Anybody a Star Wars fan? Yeah, my, my, my kids are, and I are big Star Wars fans, and my, my boys are especially into the, the Mandalorian, this, this series, Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. And I, I watched it some. I, I'm not a big fan, big, a fan, you know, got baby Yoda. I'm like, man, I know the real Yoda, you know, that was doing karate and, you know, like, ooh, you know. Yeah, I, was, I was the down with the OG Yoda. You know what I'm talking about? Any old schoolers don't want to talk about. I was down with the real Yoda. They got this baby Yoda, and you know, and it's, I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I, I'm really more about Star Wars, the original trilogy. You know, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi guy. But the Mandalorian has a phrase that they use. It's like the code they live their life by, and this code is, "This is the way." This is the way. They don't take their helmet off, and they have all this whole code that they have to live their life by. And when they live the code, they, they stay, this is the way. This is the way of life. This is signifying this is the true meaning of life. This is the code we live our life by. And may I say, even though it's a great statement and it makes great TV, it's not original. It ain't, it ain't original. Because 2,000 years ago, Christians became followers of this is the way. This was the code. This was it. Go back to the book of Acts if you don't believe me. The book of Acts, six different times, Christians are not called Christians. They're called followers of the way. Three times they're called Christians, but six times they're called followers of the way. When Jesus said, this is the way to eternal life, he was just not speaking to what's beyond the grave. He was just not speaking to a heavenly eternity. He was also speaking to this 
life here on earth. Yes, we know there is an eternal life. And this is the way to eternal life. But may I say, he was also saying you can live at a higher level right now. You can live at a higher level in your life right now than you're living. Don't miss the purpose. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to know God. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to be in the presence of God. You don't have to wait in heaven to walk in the anointing of God. You don't have to wait in heaven for God to heal your heart. I'm telling you, God has got a way for you and I. Don't miss the purpose. And the purpose is this, for you to know God. We see the Bible full of people who knew God very intimately. They knew him very well. They knew him very close. You can walk close to God right now. God wants to make himself known to you today. God wants to make himself known to me today. Don't miss the purpose of life. God wants you to know that there's more to life than just showing up for church. There's more to life than just eternal life. He's saying you can walk at a higher level of knowing me now. You don't have to wait. You can have it now. So how? How do we know God? I'm glad you asked. How do we know God? Look at John 15, verses 4 and 5. Jesus said it like this. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And look what he says. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Let's say it together. I am the, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But look at this last statement. Apart from me, you ain't going to accomplish anything. Church, don't miss it. Apart from me, you're not going to accomplish anything. There's something that he was letting us know. So how do we know God? We know that he said, we, Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. The vine's responsibility that's Jesus. His responsibility is to bring the nutrients to the branches so that the branches can produce the fruit. But the branches don't produce the fruit. It is the vine that is producing the fruit. It's the vine that's connected to the resource that's feeding it nutrients, giving it the watering it needs, giving it the things it needs to grow and to sprout and to produce. The branches are just agents of the vine. You take the branches by themselves, they don't go and do anything, but maybe give you a good switch. Anybody remember those days? All right, yeah. By itself, you can't do anything. But a branch connected to the vine can produce much fruit. So my job is to stay connected to the vine. If you want more fruit, stay connected to him. I don't like my life, pastor. I want more fruit. I want to accomplish more purpose. Stay connected to him. I want to know him greater. Stay connected 
to him. I want to do more for God. Stay connected to him. I want to produce much fruit for God while I'm alive here on this earth. Stay connected to him. This is it. We got to understand we are to stay connected. Think about the fruit of the Spirit for a second. Can you just think about that? Let's look at that. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. And if you really think about it, at the core of everybody's search for the meaning of life, Christian or non-Christian, they're really looking for these things. Everybody's really looking for love. Everybody's looking for true love. Everybody wants some joy and happiness in their life. Everybody just wants to have peace. People want kind things, good things. They want looking for something that's faithful in their lives, steady. I mean, this is really the core meaning behind life. If you take it down and summarize everything everybody's searching for, they might not be searching the right thing, but what they're searching for really can be found right here in the fruit of the Spirit. So think about that. If I will stay connected to God, he will produce the purpose of life out of me. If I stay connected to God, the fruit of the Spirit will grow in my life, and therefore I will therefore find out, wow, I'm walking in a greater love. Wow, I'm walking in a greater patience. Wow, I'm walking in a greater peace, greater joy. This is all happening, why? Because I'm staying connected to God. I'm knowing God on a deeper level. That's where I find my purpose. Otherwise, we try to find these things disconnected from God. We try to find these things in our own way and we miss out on the main point. And the main point is I'm to stay connected to God, to know God. And if I will stay connected to God, he says he will produce fruit in my life. It doesn't say I will produce fruit in my life. It says he will produce the fruit in my life. The pressure's off you. The only pressure you and I have is to stay connected. Come on now. Some of you have made your purpose way too hard. You know, you did people taking, I'm going to quest to find my purpose. I'm going to backpack for a year around the world and find out what my purpose is. It's really pretty simple. My purpose in life is to stay connected to God. My purpose in life is to know God. And if I will stay connected out of that, I will find fulfillment. Out of that, purpose will continue to flow out of me. Out of that, the fruit will grow in my life. The closer I am to God, the bigger the fruit. I'm, I'm telling you, pastors, is it really that easy? It is really that easy. Don't overcomplicate it. Know God and stay connected to him. This is the plan for our life. What do you do to remain connected? What do you do to remain connected to God? And I've noticed something that everyone connects to God differently. Look at this list right here. I believe all of us connect right here to God differently. Some connect relational. Man, you, you connect to God through relationships. You, when you're around other believers and 
They talk about God, and you talk about God. I just, man, you just feel so connected to God. Getting involved in a small group, getting involved with other people who are, are believers. That relationship really just makes you grow in God. Some people, it's just like, man, I, I gotta be out in nature. If I can be out in nature, taking walks, hunting, or just being out fishing, or just doing something. Come on now, husband, I just gave you a great excuse to tell your wife you're connecting with God. But get out, some of you, you can go out and spend some time in the day, and that just fills your tank up. You feel so connected to God. You just, you see God in the sunrise and in the sunset. You see him in the blue sky. You see him in the trees and the green grass and the flowers of the field. Nature just speaks to you. For some of you, you feel really close to God when you're serving. Man, as I serve, as I serve God and I do things for people, it just makes me really connected to God. Some people, it's intellectual. Man, I, I love, I love, I love to study the word. Some of you are like, man, get past this worship thing. All right, let's open up the word, Pastor. Let's study the word. I'm taking notes. I, I, you love the intellectual challenge your brain to understand who God is, and you love that. And then some people are like, Pastor, can we just sing all day? I just, I just want to worship all day because I feel close to God when I'm worshiping. You know, worship's over, and you're like, well, I feel kind of rude if I leave now, so I better sit down. Pastor Gene will think I'm being rude if I walk out before he gets done preaching. That's why I have to preach first many times because some of you just like to worship. So I'm just telling you. Now, don't misunderstand me. I didn't say this is how you grow the most in God. I say you got to find out how you stay connected to God the most. I'm not going to grow if I'm not serving. I'm not going to grow if I'm not studying the intellectual. I'm not going to grow if I don't, don't understand his word. I'm not going to grow if I don't spend time in worship. Those are all things. I'm not going to grow if I'm not re building relationships with other believers. I'm gonna, I need all those things to grow in my life. But out of all those, there's certain things that are just my thing. And when I do it, I stay connected to God. you got to understand what that is. What makes you feel the closest to God? For some of you, it's just worship, man. If I can play worship, my mind stays in the right place. I feel close to God all day when I got my worship on and I can listen to it. It just puts me in the right mood. It puts me close to God. I follow his spirit better. For some of you, it's reading. What is it? Find out what that is and then stay connected to God. Stay connected. Understand how do you connect to God. It's important. It's very important. If you wait to grow, if you wait to grow, you've waited too long. You're missing a purpose. You grow by staying connected now. Remain with God now. Look at this statement. The, the things we long for in the life, the things we long for in life someday begins by remaining in him today. See, that's the problem. We, we got, someday I want this fruit of my life. Someday I want to see this fruit of my life. And then we go off chasing that fruit instead of realizing the quickest way to see that fruit grow in my life is to get closer to God. The closer I get to God, the more he can grow the fruit of my life. Don't get it reversed. I don't chase it because I can't grow it. I can only stay connected I'm the branch. I'm to stay connected to the vine. And as I stay connected to the vine, the vine will grow the spiritual fruit in my life. The vine will grow what God is wanting to do. We are to know him. Listen, apart from him, you can do nothing. Remember, no connection, no fruit. 
That's why it's dangerous when you disconnect. No connection, no fruit. Apart, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. A pastor in my life feels like a big bunch of nothing. Spinning my wheels, chasing my dreams, and nothing's working out. Could I just simply invite you to listen to the words of Jesus this morning? Apart, separate, disconnected, space between you and Jesus, nothing will happen. Get connected, grow on your connecting with God, get to know him this year like you've never known before. God, you're renewing my purpose. My purpose is to know you in a greater way, to know you, to talk with you, to commune with you. To have a vision for more of God in my life, what he wants to do. That I'm connecting with God deeper. Why? Because the more I stay connected, the more fruit he will bring out of my life. So my responsibility is what? To know God and to make him known. Number two, to make God known. Let's read verses four and five of John 17. Jesus said, I, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. He says, I brought glory to you, Father, on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Church, we got a work to do. Church, we have a work to do. We have a God mandate. And it's not just to know him, it's to make him known. We've been given a mandate to make him known to our children, to our community, to our nation, and to the world. We have been given a mandate. At Destiny Church, we have a mandate. At our jobs, we have a mandate. At our schools, we have a mandate. In our homes, we have a mandate. In our neighborhoods, we have a mandate to make him known. Come on now. That is the mandate God has given us from Scripture. We see all throughout the book, God's desire is for his children to make him known, for you to be glorifying the Father. And all that we do glorifies that we serve a gracious God, that we serve a forgiving God. We serve a merciful God. We serve an all-powerful God. We serve a God who restores into order your life, who brings you a solid mind. Come on now. This world is confused. This world doesn't know their identity. This world doesn't know they have a father. But you have been given the mandate. I've been given the mandate that we're to make him known. Church, we have a mandate. At Destiny Church, we have a mandate. Church, we're going to pack this house with people who have a mandate to know God. That's our mandate. We're going to pack it out. Listen to me. We're going to pack out multiple services here. We're going to run out of space. Why? Because you're going to step up and you're going to follow God's mandate. Together, we're going to do it together. <laughs> Pastor Gene, that's your response. No, no, no. It's our responsibility together. I'm going to do everything I can to bring them home. I'm going to do everything I can to preach God's love. But we have a mandate to do it together. What you do on Monday is just as important as what I do on Sunday. I want you to know we have a God-given mandate to let him be known. 
No matter where your mission field is, it's my purpose to remain in him and to make him known. As the musicians come this morning, how will you do these things? How will you remain in him, to know him, and to make him known? You know, we started a power 30 during our 21 days of fasting and prayer. It was great. I had a lot of people testify, Pastor, thanks for making it that way. I set my timer, and boy, I was like 10 minutes in the worship and 10 minutes of reading God's word. It just flew by. I just said for 10 minutes of time, and it was just happening. Boom, boom, boom. And I, so I shared to you, I, I want you to do it every day. But listen, if you can't do it every day, just challenge yourself. Four days a week. Remember I taught you that. If I do four days a week, there is a significant amount of change and data that tells us that people change when they get the dominant, the dominant time of prayer and then the word. Get to know him. Come on. Make it your purpose to know him deeper this year. Make it your purpose to stay connected to him deeper this year. Don't get your eye on the fruit. Get your eye on the vine. Because you're the branch. And when I stay connected, he will produce much fruit in my life. Who will you share Jesus with this week? Who will you share Jesus with this year? Church, we've been given a mandate to know him and to make him known. There is more work for us to do. God, renew our purpose. Will you join me as we ask God to renew our purpose? Will you join me as we ask God to say, God, renew our purpose to know you at a deeper level and to make you known. How many say, Pastor, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you. I want to renew my purpose. Come on, raise your hand if God's speaking. I want you to join. Yes. Father, I thank you. As you stand up across the room this morning, stand up and say, Pastor, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want God to renew my purpose, to know him and to make him known. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you right now. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I thank you. God, as you are allowing people to step up and say, I will stay connected this year. I will know you this year. God, forgive me for branching off by myself. Help me to get back to the vine. Help me to make my sole purpose stay more connected to God this year that I can make others known through the fruit you provide in my life, that I can share more this year. I want to share more of God this year. I want to know him deeper, and I want to share him deeper this year than I've ever had before. My purpose is simple. i got to get back to it. Don't overcomplicate it. God, forgive me for overcomplicating it. God, forgive me for looking for my purpose in other things. God, my purpose is found in you, connected to you, connected to you, connected to you. Apart from you, we can do nothing. So, Father, I thank you that you're growing much fruit in Jesus' name.